Are you working from home or thinking about working from home? In today's episode, we want to show you how working from home could be a real positive for your marriage, but there are a few potential downsides that you need to be aware of too. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is designed to help busy couples like yourselves move away from conflict and unhappiness to build a marriage you'll love today and treasure for a lifetime. This podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Learn how you can help save marriages, prevent divorces, and keep families intact by going to oyf.support. Once again, that website is oyf.support. And now, here are your hosts, Caleb and Valinda Simone Gundel from Only You Forever. Welcome to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. If you want to build a thriving, passionate marriage while working from home, we've got the research, the truth, and the answers you're looking for. We also have a jubilatory episode for you this week, as it is our 200th episode. Who would believe that we're at 200? Yes, it's uh, cray cray. Yeah. As our teenage daughters would say. That's crazy for those of you who don't have teenage daughters. <laughs> well, before we get started, if you missed last week's episode, we discussed the impact that competitiveness can have on marriage. Worth going back and checking out. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any upcoming shows from us. And again, if you're struggling with your marriage, we offer sound, research-based advice, and most of all, we offer hope. Let's get into this topic for Linda, working from home, the impact on marriage. Okay. For those of you that may be new to the show, I've been working from home for a few years now exclusively, and Verlinda has been for much longer than that. So we found this research pretty informative. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any huge surprises, I didn't think. Nothing knock you down, jag you out. No. no. But uh, basically, the research suggests that the effect of working from home on marriage and family life is quite subjective. Depends on the type of work, the circumstances at home, and the personality and actions of the person who's working from home. So there's Mm -hmm. upsides, there's downsides, but mainly it's up to the couple to make it work. So we'd like to help you folks do that today in case you're struggling in this area. That's kind of like everything in marriage, though. Like it's up to the individual couple to make it work. True that. Or I was going to say... Sorry. We can also affirm what you're doing well. Oh, yep. Indeed. Now, one of the areas that uh, affects work from home as much as, or maybe more than work uh, outside the home, but is still a common issue is work-family conflict. That whole balance of trying to, you know, get it right between Mm -hmm, whether am mm -hmm. I working too much or not enough and family demands and all that, right? Yeah. So we did a full episode on that, episode 175. The short link to that is oyf.link slash 175. If this is a hot topic for you, then that would be worth checking out as well. Yeah, for sure. But just to recap that quickly, when you're working from home, it can be difficult to have distinct boundaries between work and family because you have the ability to deal with some family and marriage responsibilities and privileges during a workday. And you may also choose to address some work matters during family time or what's typically family time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you may even find yourself functioning in both roles simultaneously, like you're juggling both things. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it may be a little easier even for stress to spill over from one part to the other, like from work into family or family yeah, into work. Right? Yeah, because it all seems so integrated, like you're in the same place, you're yes. the same people. And that carries a potentially negative impact. You can find yourself in a situation where work and marriage are competing for a limited amount of emotional and practical resources. Got stress on both fronts. Mm-hmm. It'd be difficult. Mm-hmm. So there are a few downsides or potential downsides for working from home. So let's talk through those, Verlinda. Okay. First one is the isolation is real. Yes. If you work <laughs> from home, and even if your spouse does not, it can become very lonely and isolating since you rarely see anyone else during the day. 
Mm-hmm. And working from home, of course, can also result in a smaller social network, less perceived social support. Like you don't have your work buddies because mm-hmm. you don't have those natural opportunities to interact with others. You don't have the water cooler, so to speak. Yeah. And yep. this can potentially lead to over-reliance on your spouse then to meet all your social needs. Oh. And in one study, the individuals they interviewed They had compensated for this by being more intentional about developing social networks, for example, by joining professional support networks of people in similar positions or being more intentional about connecting with friends and family. Okay. And I think that's something that we've done too, like just being more purposeful about going out with breakfast or for lunch with people, right? Yeah. I mean, although you've said yourself though, like I haven't been out of this house in three days. That happens. You know? Yeah. I'm not doing this every day. And ours might be even a little more so because we're geographically isolated. (laughs) Absolutely. Like you can go for a three mile walk and still not see a person. Right. And on some days that feels really good. (laughs) Yes. There are certain personality traits that may cater one direction to the other better, like introversion, your sense of autonomy, high levels of self-motivation. Those can be helpful, not necessarily essential, but helpful in dealing with the isolated nature of working from home Mm. too. Mm -hmm. So think about the isolation. How's that going for you? Next thing is where do you vent your stress? I'm my husband. Very good, Verlinda. So when working from home, it's much easier for work-related stress to impact marital and family relationships since both roles are happening in the same place mm-hmm. and maybe even at the same time. So it's very important yeah. that home workers learn to manage stress and learn the skills needed to handle their work responsibilities effectively. One of the tools for this is self-discipline that one of the researchers identified that as being the most important trait for successful home working. So you're pointing your stress in the right direction and adhering to healthy coping and stress reduction strategies. Making sense? Yep. Now, this relationship could also go the other way. Stress from the marriage, for example, due to conflict, will have much more of an impact on work because you yeah. can't just kind of you know slam the door and peel out of the driveway and leave it all behind. Not that you know we would ever do that. No, no. But our door would probably fall off if we slammed <laughs> it. Yes. Creating a stable, healthy marriage, therefore, needs to be a priority for home workers. Well, I mean, it needs to be a priority for everybody. Yeah. But it may be even more important. Just because well, you're, you're with the person. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, but if the other person goes out to work, then you're not with them all the time. You're by yourself all day and then... I'm just saying if there's unresolved conflict yeah. and you're around the unresolved conflict person, yeah, the person you have the conflict with 24 mm-hmm. hours as opposed to... Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is you might not be because they might be out to work all day. So unless you're both at home, like if you're both work from home, then you're with that person 24 hours a day. yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they go out to work... That's what I meant. Then... Yes. Then you get a break. Mm Mm-hmm. Something to think through. Now, there's also caring for young children. Kelly et al. in 2010 found that for many mothers with young children, working from home could increase their stress levels. The demands of caring for young children significantly interfered with their ability to work and meant that they had no respite from either role since both were based in the home. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Family structure could alleviate some of the stress in some circumstances. For example, if both spouses work from home, then sharing the childcare could become easier if you're both up for that. Right, yeah. Likewise, if parents or other family members live nearby and are willing to help with childcare, then it's not as much of an issue. So it's kind of looking for areas to compensate, collaborate, work together on this. This is a, a life stage issue. Mm-hmm. I think it would be harder though for people to understand, like, can you look after my kids today when you're going to be home all day? Like people don't always grasp the concept that when I'm at home, I'm working. Right. You know, like we get kids that come over like, what does your dad even do all day? Yes. 
And so we try to get rid of those kids. We don't want anybody <laughs> to see through the facade. But like, I don't think people understand that just because you work from home doesn't mean you don't do anything. No, it doesn't mean I sit around sipping lattes all day. No, I only do that in the morning. <laughs> Yes. So anyways, that might be a little bit harder if people aren't understanding. Yeah. I guess that's when like that support network, you have less of a support network. Yep. For sure. Even in that department. True. But yeah, there's nothing worse than trying to work and like having a kid interrupt you every 10 seconds or like having your wife keep coming in and interrupting you too. Yeah. People have told me that can be troublesome. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So the next question is, where is your calm place? Because individuals that work from home often find it hard to relax and switch off from work. Since the home environment and the workspace are the same, it can make it hard to relax, to connect with your spouse at home. Mm -hmm. I struggle with this sometimes, Mm kind of walking around almost in circles, like hovering around the edge of the living room. Like, can I really go in there and just sit? (laughs) Or interact with the kids. Yes. Mm -hmm. There is an anecdotal example from one study. One of the women asked her colleagues, when you work outside of the home, you come home to relax. So where do you go when you want to relax when you work at home? And the reply to this was laughter and calls of nowhere, nowhere at all. Mm-hmm. My so wife, do you think... My wife bought me a woodworking shed. Right, yes. But do you think that like you have to make that calm place? Like, yeah. It's not going to happen like... Yes. And, and on that note, I don't think you need to like renovate your house and build a wing of calmness to No, it might just be like a chair in chair. your bedroom or... And you don't work in that chair. You just relax in that chair. Yeah. Yeah. That's legit. Because I think when you drive home from work, like when you work outside the home, you know, a lot of folks do have a mental process of leaving work behind and transitioning into family and home mode. Even so, subconsciously. Yeah. A couple of trainings ago, I was talking to the guy next to me about when he leaves counseling mm-hmm. and he kind of has to go up sort of this escarpment and then down the other side. And he tries to have left all his counseling stuff behind by the time he gets to the crest. And then he just goes down into mm-hmm. his home life. Okay. That's neat. So, but I'm two steps away from yeah. the rest of the world here. So that's different, right? So maybe the one step towards the door, you could be on counseling mode. And then the one step on the other side, you're like... Just coming down to family mode. Yeah, not that awesome in my mental capabilities. I think you're pretty awesome. Thanks. Let's go with that. And then the next issue is watching those working hours. Because you have such easy access to work, right? The Mm -hmm. blurred boundary between work and home can also lead to longer working hours. Half of individuals who work from home say that their spouses complain that they work too much and that this negatively affected their relationship. A lot of them found that having a dedicated workspace such as a home office was essential for getting around these two issues rather than kind of working in a common area like a kitchen table. Some individuals find that moving their home office to an outside shed or attic made it easier to differentiate work time from family time as there is more of a separation. So setting Hmm. those strict boundaries about when to work and when to focus on your spouse may also be very helpful and may even be essential in some cases. It just kind of depends what you guys got going on. We come down on the more flexible end of this. Right. Although generally we try to be done at five or six. I try to be done at five or six and not work. Yeah. But then yesterday, like we went out in the morning and hung out together and I basically worked from lunch till evening. Right. Like I took time for supper and whatever. But But you had that flexibility. But do you know what? When you first started working from home, I was a segment on your calendar. Yes. And we had to work through that too because- Because I was making sure you had time, but then it was like, it felt like that was all the time you got. But yeah, for me, it's like, okay. I'm just a calendar block. I just get this little one hour block right here on Tuesday night or whatever it was. Yes. Um, but I mean, I did learn to 
realize that it didn't mean I was ignored the rest of the week. It just meant that that was... Making sure. Yeah. That was my undivided attention kind yes. of time. And nothing That was a period of life there. too when the kids were more demanding. So it was, it was supposed to be like a non... Right. Not even family time. Right. Yeah. So it takes some figuring out and adjusting Absolutely. as you go through different phases of life. Now, if you'd like a self-guided exercise that steps you through a careful review of the balance in your life or maybe difficulty balancing things between self-care and family responsibilities and work life, you need to get your hands on our downloadable PDF that accompanies today's topic. You can get this by becoming a patron of the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. And we'll just take a quick 60-second break here to tell you more about that. What happens when the fairy tale marriage meets reality? Too often, high expectations lead to disappointment, communication breaks down, and the struggles of day-to-day life become overwhelming, leaving you feeling lost and without hope. Unfortunately, marriage does not come with an instruction manual. Marriage troubles are deeply personal and can take a toll on you, your spouse, and your family. Counseling can be expensive and divorce is very costly. It doesn't have to be this way. Caleb and Valinda understand your pain and frustration. Their mission is to help save as many marriages as possible. And to date, thousands of couples are helped through their weekly podcast. But the most important marriage they want to help save is yours. With a minimum of a $10 investment a month, you gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Learn more about saving marriages and how you can help at OYF.support. That's OYF.support. You're listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People. Before the break, we were talking about some potential downsides and what to do about those. Do you know what, Caleb? I'm surprised that in the potential downside part, they didn't have self-care. Tell me more. Well, like, you know, when you have to get out the door in the morning, you make sure you shower and do your hair and brush your teeth and like you're ready for the day. Right. Whereas when no one's going to see you and you're working from home, it's really easy to, you know, throw on the sweatpants and stick your hair in a messy ponytail and, yes, you know, start into work. And then all of a sudden it's three in the afternoon and you realize you're still sitting there in your, like, you don't feel real great sitting in that condition versus getting yourself ready. And I think that even spills over into marriage, right? Like if you haven't showered, you don't feel real great about yourself. You're not bringing the best part of yourself to your spouse. Right. Because nobody's going to see you. So you think, why bother? Yeah. So what's your recommendation? Shower, you stinky people. (laughs) I guess just actually pay attention to self-care. Yeah. Still doing that discipline of... Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of a funny one though. Like sometimes, uh, sometimes like, uh, I'll shave when I don't need to and it feels good. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I know I have no meetings on my calendar that day. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to see me. Right. But it just feels good. And then sometimes I don't because that feels good too. Like, right. I don't have to shave. Everybody else has to go to work and shave. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So, or I put on a dress shirt and sweatpants when I'm doing video calls. Yes. Sometimes. Or you, your nice, you know, shorts with your knee socks and stuff like that. What? That looks really good too. I have no idea what you're talking about. Anyways, that's just another downside that you need to be aware of. But we're going up to the upsides. Well, the downsides weren't too down. No, they weren't. Yes. It was just like things you need to pay attention to. So on the upside, the flexibility is sweet. Yes, agreed. Amen. Working from home. Testify, sister. (laughs) Working from home is often practically easier and more comfortable due to less travel time, being in a familiar environment, having peace and quiet, Mm -hmm. at least at this stage of life for us. 
Often working from home allows you to be more flexible in terms of the hours worked, allowing you to find a good balance between work roles and marriage and family roles. If something comes up, you can sign off your work for the moment, go deal with it. Or if the kids get home from school and there's a crisis that you need to hear about or success that you want to celebrate, you can do that and finish up the work later. That's really cool to be able to do. Mm-hmm. I find uh, the very odd time you have to watch all that flexibility because it can get away on you and all of a sudden... You've, you haven't you know, done anything all week. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It doesn't happen too often, but it is something to watch out for. Yeah. But you know what, Caleb? In our last year, when we've had so many upheavals and yes. everything else, like it's been invaluable to us. I don't yes. know how we would have coped otherwise. Yes, getting all that stuff done. We've had two major insurance claims in the last, uh, well, in the first six months year. of the year, I guess I would say. Yeah. So also another one, I... I uh, I didn't realize this was a common benefit, but it makes sense, is a better relationship with older children. So couples with children over 12 often reported that working from home improved their relationships with their kids. So why is that? I think they need less constant supervision and care, so your work roles aren't as badly affected. Right. So you're not resenting them. And they're not intruding. So you, you can enjoy spending more time at home with the kids without it affecting your work. And many couples find that even though working from home occasionally means working more hours, it's worth it in order to be near the family more. Hmm. So we're kind of at this phase and I think, yeah, I'm yeah. on for this. It's good. It's cool. And I'm like, I'm sure it interrupts your work day, but we have times where, you know, one of the girls will just walk in and sit down in your study and just start talking. And if you were yeah. away out of the house somewhere, that opportunity yeah. wouldn't be there. Yeah. True that. Mm-hmm. And the next one is one that's cool too, which I also didn't realize. It's it's about more having more support. People who work from home often find that they're better supported than those who work in offices or public places. It's dependent on the state of the marriage and home life. People with a healthy marriage will find the home a very supportive environment to work from, but poor marital quality may may working from home harder. Okay. Now, did we not just have one about your support network? I know, but this is like, uh, if you think about this, like you're my coworker, so I don't have to listen yeah. to all the belly aching and drama and vying for power positions mm. and who's going up the corporate ladder, stepping on somebody else's head. Okay, and didn't deliver the report on time and made the next person look bad, and the supplier's right. doing that, and somebody's having drama. Okay, I got it. I got it. I don't miss that. No hard feelings. <laughs> I don't like, miss that drama. <laughs> okay, you got me now. Okay. Yeah. I so I never thought of that, but that's so you. There's just. Because the people you work with want to be there, kind of. It's your spouse. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Then it's supportive. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. But then I guess the other side is true. Like poor marital quality will make it a lot harder because then that conflict is always there. You can never get away from it. Oh, tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Nice try. And then there's also the possibility of increased personal development. So- You have to learn good time management. You have to learn to motivate yourself. You have to learn to be autonomous. You have to learn to set and work towards goals. And there's a spillover benefit from developing these skills since all of them are also good for marriage and family life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So working in this context creates these skills, which spills over into marriage and family life. Pretty cool. Yeah. Also, certain types of working from home, such as self-employment and running your own business, allows you to pursue your own personal goals with more freedom than working for a company. Like you're more autonomous in in how you shape your business and your life to fit it rather than fitting a traditional corporate kind of role. Yes. That ability to meet your own goals and values is linked to high life satisfaction and high marital satisfaction in the research. Mm-hmm. If it's going well. I mean, it could be a huge stressor and everything too. Well, right? that's the other thing. Like 
if you go from you know a secure job, you get a paycheck every two weeks, you don't have to really worry about anything to you know starting your own business from the ground up. Yes. That is going to introduce a whole lot more stress. True that. And yes, you have more freedom, but on the other hand, you have way more responsibilities and stress. Yeah, it can. And that can be hard on a marriage. Yes, can. <laughs> Not that we know anything <laughs> about this. No, yeah. We uh yeah, we went through that. Cuz this is making it sound it's so hard. hunky-dory. Okay. Okay, yeah. It's hard getting that your business off the ground when you start working for yourself, people. Yeah. So, and it's going to take twice as long as you think it's going to take. It costs three times as much. Yeah. So that's a whole lot of stress. True. So, okay, maybe after your business is like... Has reached a critical mass. Yeah, or developed or whatever is matured. secure, matured. Then all these things are totally, I would totally agree with. True. But in your first little while, like who is thinking about pursuing their personal goals and personal growth in the first year of a business trying to get a business off the ground? No, you're just scrambling. Like you're in survival mode. How about the first three years? <laughs> At that. True that. So let's be real. Okay, let's be real. Like, yes, okay, you can increase your personal development, but that may not, you know, just happen the week you quit your job. True. At least your coworker showered today, though, Verlinda. <laughs> Thank you. All right. And finally, working from home helps individuals feel more like part of the family and helps mm-hmm. them root their sense of identity in their marriage and their family, which is kind of cool. So a researcher- Rather than in their job. Yes. Found huh. that working from home produced changes in the individual's identity such that they placed less emphasis on career goals and viewed work as less important while increasing a sense of family and marital closeness and viewing family as being more important. Interesting. Yes. Hmm. And I would say I've definitely experienced that. Didn't really expect it and I didn't attribute it to working from home. Huh. But that's cool too. Yeah. Like you're definitely more a part of things. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. That's why I've had to start showering regularly. (laughs) And putting my hair in a ponytail. Yeah. If people don't actually know what you look like, they would never get that. No, but our friends will laugh. All right. Good. Well, that's all for today's episode. We want to shout out a huge thank you to all of our listeners, to our patrons, to friends who have supported, encouraged, inspired us to continue bringing our weekly show to the podcasting world. We pray before we record each episode that God will use this content to help each of you build strong, passionate marriages. So thank you all for listening and our patrons for their ongoing support month after month to help cover a lot of the cost of researching, writing, producing, and publishing every episode. Yes, because we have someone going into the academic journals every week with topics that come from our audience looking for answers bringing you the best research, the stuff that actually works. Mm-hmm. Now, before we move on, Verlinda, we have to tell folks that you do need to come on our marriage cruise. Yes. February 23rd, 2019, departing from Miami, Florida, oif.link slash cruise is where you find out about that. Mm-hmm. Or you can just go to our website at onlyyouforever.com. There are ads, I think, on almost every page. So you can learn more about our cruise. It's our second one. Our first one was a resounding success with Excellent feedback and people experiencing and telling us about transformation in their marriages. So we would love to have you join us for that. Mm-hmm. It's you once again on our website at oif.link slash cruise. And it doesn't matter if you've been married like a year or 50 years. Like we had every variety, it seemed like, on our cruise. It was really neat. All right. We had two people become patrons between this recording and our previous one, Brian and Quintero. Thank you. Quintero. That's a cool name. Quintero. Quintero. I have no idea. 
So we're sorry for how we pronounce your name, but we appreciate you coming on board. Yes. Next week, Caleb. We're, we're talking about infertility oh, okay. and its impact on marriage. That's a new topic for us. Okay. Was this a request? Uh, 10% of couples experience, yes, infertility, which is a reasonably high mm. percentage of the yeah. population. And I found out that uh, half of those will eventually go on to have kids and half huh. won't. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's 5%. Yeah. Pretty high. So that's all for today's episode. You can get the full show notes at oif.link slash 200. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Find out how you can help us. Go to oif.support. Thanks, and we'll see you next week. And what? we should also do this disclaimer, which we've been forgetting to do, but it just keeps the legal people happy. All right. Since podcasts can be subscribed to and accessed all over the world, psychoeducational podcasts such as ours should include a disclaimer, and do include, this one does include a disclaimer, to the effect that this is a self-help tool. It does not replace individual counseling or represents an attempt to solicit clients from jurisdictions where we do not have the legal ability to practice. Mm-hmm. Further, the podcast episodes are not intended for those experiencing severe symptoms such as suicidal thoughts for which you should seek emergency help. If that's what you're feeling, call a hotline people. There's people that can help you. The Marriage Podcast for Smart People is totally funded by listeners who support Caleb and Valinda in their mission to save marriages. If you would like to be part of this worthy cause, open your web browser to oyf.support. A minimum investment of $10 per month will help restore hope to married couples. Plus, as a patron, you'll gain access to exclusive bonus content and valuable information to help you succeed in your own marriage. Go to the website oyf.support now for more information. Thanks for listening to the Marriage Podcast for Smart People from Only You Forever.